Hi, and welcome to Noise Violation Podcast. Today, our guest is a medium, grief reliever, and podcast host of Healing Grace Podcast. Welcome, Candace Dalton, to the show. Thanks, Candace. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm. Uh, this is probably the first time I've actually got myself ready and did my hair because I think the last <laughs> months I've just had my hair on top of my head and I've been wearing sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about like your background and how you get started in being a medium. And, yeah, sure. Uh, what is a medium if you want to explain that as well? Absolutely. So you ready for the slowdown? It's a whole backstory if you're ready. But we got um, time. Okay, we got time. Perfect. So a medium, a lot of people get that mixed up between a medium and a psychic. And I have a lot of people that come up to me and they're like, can you read my palm? Or can you tell me what my future is going to be like? What's my love going to be like in my career? Um, and that's not exactly my forte. I do have psychic abilities, but basically my forte is um, mediumship. And mediumship is the ability to be the conduit or the messenger from here to the other side. So I bring through messages and validations from your loved ones that have passed over to the other side and make it a very light atmosphere so that you can enjoy it because grief can be a very, very fragile state. And I want it to make it a really great experience for a lot of people. So a big question a lot of people ask me is like, when did you figure out you were a medium or like how long have you had it? Or when did you like actually bring this about? So going way back to when I was seven years old, um, I always kind of heard voices and heard things or knew things before they happened, but I really didn't know that I had a medium ability. I just thought I was a really good guesser and that I was just like, had this big imagination, just like a seven-year-old should. And so around that age, my auntie Pam passed away, my mom's sister. And when she passed over, I remember hearing her say, Candace, tell mom this and tell her that. And this is how I passed. And again, I thought it was my own superpower, me making it up in my head. But I also did believe in heaven and the afterlife. So um, I remember... Um, maybe two years after my aunt's passing, my mom had a surgery that she had to go under for. It was a big surgery. And she prayed to her sister and her dad, who were both in heaven, just to make sure that she made it out okay. And during her surgery, she saw her sister and her dad standing right before her. So it was one of these wild experiences. And I remember after my mom's recovery, she called my aunt Maureen and my aunt Maureen's on my dad's side of the family. They're one of nine kids, big Irish Catholic family. I feel like if you're going to be Irish Catholic, you need to have at least five plus kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Anyways, I remember being really curious as to why she, my mom was just telling my aunt Maureen about this experience that she had. And she ended up saying, Candace, well, Auntie Maureen's a medium. And I was like eight, nine years old at this point. And I was like, what's a medium? And she's like, well, she can connect to the other side. And my, I just remember light bulbs going off. And like, I knew our family was mental, but I didn't know we were this mental. <laughs> So it was so validating knowing that it did run through the family. So I really kept it to myself for a long time because the thought of death and dying gave me panic attacks and anxiety attacks. And uh, it was very debilitating. So I kind of pushed it in the way back of my mind for a while. And when I was 14, it started to come back out again. Um, and that was after my cousin Sean passed away. And so he became a guide for me big time. And then uh, after high school, I went to cosmetology school where I just decided to come out of my spiritual closet and start reading people because I didn't know where they came from and I didn't know their names. And so it was validating for me that I wasn't one making it up in my head and two, like, did I already know that information? No, I didn't because it was people I didn't know. So it was very helpful to me. So I paid $20,000 for cosmetology school uh, just to talk to the dead and I don't use my license at all. So yeah, that's how I really got started was when I was around 18, 19, and now I'm 30 years old. So so your first interactions with the other side was with people in your family or in your life that were talking to you? Yes, it was. And I also just found out a few years ago that my uh, third grade teacher actually told me that one day in class, I said to her, I can 
I can talk to people on the other side. And she was like, oh, okay, sweetie, like didn't know what to say. So yes, I guess, and, and God only knows how many other things I've said. I don't really remember a lot. Um, but yes, there was my auntie, my auntie Pam that I was connecting in with. And um, after my cousin Sean passed, it was like, just, he was just such a huge guide for me that I was able to trust him, you know, that these signs that I was receiving weren't coincidences. And especially with his passing, that was my first real big grief that I had to deal with, that it was so um, helpful for me to be able to help others because I can relate to that feeling of grief and that pain. And so. Yeah. So when it, when it's happening, is it all audio? Do you see anything? Yeah. So I can, um, I can connect three different ways uh, with um, hearing, which is the audio um, that is clear audience. So I can hear them almost as if you're on your cell phone, but the reception's cutting in and out. So I hear bits and pieces of what they say. I always don't hear like this godly voice or their voice particularly. It's like kind of these thoughts that butt into my head. And then I'm also able to see. So that's through my clairvoyance. And I can see your loved ones almost like when you think of a memory or a flashback. That's how I'm also seeing the other side. And through my clairsentience, I'm able to feel. So I can feel how a person passed or I can feel their emotions and feelings as well and things that maybe they need to say finally. Yeah. And so as you were opening up to this gift, were you like doubting yourself? Like this can't be normal or why me? And like, how did you become to like embrace it? Yeah. So I honestly thought I was mental. Like I thought I was crazy. I thought it was just like me again, making this all up. And, um, I finally was able to embrace it, embrace it. I'd say when I was about 18 or 19, but like when I was 14, you know, it was still like, I told a few of my friends in high school that I could talk to my cousin, Sean, that I could hear him. And I knew that he was connecting. And they told me like years later that they were like, we did not believe you because we just thought that that was your process and your way of grieving. And um, so we just let you just say what you had to say, but now we believe you. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I definitely started to embrace it in my late teens. Um, but I really had a hard time kind of understanding myself a little better. And yeah, of course it was, you know, when I found out that my aunt Maureen had it and that it also runs through my family. My dad has it. My cousin Stasha has it. My grandmother had it. Her mother had it. Um, but nobody ever told me this until after Sean died. It would have been nice. And it, it definitely made more sense as to why I had it and why I was experiencing it. And is there so, like a, like a theme or something that, uh, the other side tries to pass through this side, like, a unfinished business is you always hear people hang around for unfinished business and maybe they didn't say something um i guess what kind of messages do you hear yeah and you know i like how you put that is there a theme and i definitely one of the biggest things is i have a lot of people that will come forward um especially like parents that will say i'm sorry that i wasn't able to show you my love. I, I'm sorry that I wasn't able to say, actually, I love you or hug you or tell you I'm proud of you. And I'm sorry that I was so hard on you. I've had people come through that were um, verbally abusive um, that will step forward and say how sorry they are. Um, so that's definitely um, a big thing that I've noticed. And a lot of people can relate to that. You know, not every, no family is perfect by any means, but there's definitely a lot of people experience trauma of emotional, um, like a lack of emotion, um, or they've had gone through physical abuse or molestation or um, sexual assault. So yeah, that definitely does come forward quite a bit. Um, that is definitely a theme for sure. And um, I love the other side too, because they're pretty funny and uh, they'll instantly have me either smell cigarettes or have me smell marijuana or alcohol, you know, something they love to do while they're here that I feel like they're still doing on the other side <laughs> have you ever i guess what what's your experiences like is it mainly positive or the, are they more like unstable where they're angry or emotional or are they more put together 
Yeah. So the other side, um, once you, you know, leave this earthly life here and you go to the other side, there is no such thing as hate or jealousy or financial issues or pains or traumas. All of those emotions and those feelings truly just release from us. And heaven is just a major vibration of just love. And so when they get to the other side, they're able to, um, really just come from a place of love. You know, so this is my best way of describing it. When a baby is born, they only know love. You know, they only know love. There's no stress. There's no fears. There's no this or that. They just know love. And so it's reverting back to that kind of rebirth. And so a lot of readings that I do, I only allow good energy to come forward. So for somebody that may have not been very, very good to you here, that may have really hurt you, um, I'm really good at being like, yeah, the door's over there, goodbye, you know? So I make it very light and comfortable for the person here who's receiving the reading, but never anything negative um, of somebody being like, fuck you, or sorry if you don't do swears, but that kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> all love. And I want to uh, people to realize that the others, you know, your loved ones do evolve and they learn. And one of the biggest things that we get to experience when we leave this earthly life and go to the heaven side is that we get to review our life and we get to see what we did that was so great here and what we made a difference doing. And we also ex get to experience other people's emotions and feelings that we may have hurt and in intentionally or unintentionally, we get to experience that and learn from it. So my thing is people always ask, you know, do you get negative energies that come through? And it's like, no, because I have a boundary where I don't allow negative energy to come forward, just the highest and the best energy. Okay. And is it a portal in you? Is it like, or do you have a separate energy that's attached to you that communicates with them? Is it, I guess, yeah, how does, so, where does that uh, communication happen at? Is it in the real I, world or the spiritual world? Yeah. So it happens. It's like a, it's like a meeting point for me. So before reading, I do like a really deep meditation to raise my vibration, open my third eye and my crown chakra and start to connect to the other side. And the best way for me to describe it to people is if you've had a few drinks, you feel that kind of buzzy feeling where you feel like you're on a different element or a different planet. Um, or if you smoke a lot, smoke a lot of weed, you just feel like you're on another uh, dimension, right? You just feel like more relaxed. It's kind of like, you don't feel like you're really here, but you know, you're here. So when I connect to the other side, it is this, um, this open energy, this open channel. And again, great, great word, open portal, you know, where I am opening myself up. So if you imagine a telephone booth in like London, it's like the, the telephone booth lights up and that's me and they all compiling into that. So yeah, it's a really weird experience for sure. Um, and during readings, I feel like really high or really buzzed where I'm like, whoa, but it takes a while to come down from it afterwards. Yeah, that's so interesting to to hear that because it's like, I don't know if you know, have any stats on like how many people out of how many or can have that gift that you have, but I'm sure it's like one in millions or something. You'd actually be surprised how many people do have it, but one, they don't realize it or they think that they're like a psychic but then they're actually bringing through messages, which is the mediumship. So I think that we're all born obviously with intuition. Everyone has intuition and that's a beautiful gift to have. It guides us, but as humans and as life happens, we start to steer away from our intuition. So I think a lot of people steer away from their spiritual side, which is their intuition, their connection to God in the afterlife. And you'd be surprised, you know, once I have people join me, which I've had in the past, or I've had classes, like I'm just here because I, I don't know if I do have it, if I'm making it up, or if I really do have this, I want to be able to learn how to do it. And people blow me away when they start to connect. It's like, wow, there you go. Like you have this. It's just kind of finding it and picking it up. So um, a lot of people have the psychic sense for sure. Um, and the intuition strong can open up your third eye and be super strong with your psychic side, but not everybody's a medium. 
everyone can have the psychic ability, but not every psychic is a medium. Um, if you're a medium, you definitely have the psychic ability. So it's pretty uh, interesting. There's a lot of people who are hiding in their spiritual closet. Mm -hmm. So I like to help them out of that and to uh, not feel judged. And I think that now that we're growing as a universe and we're evolving, I think people are actually allowing themselves to come out of their spiritual closet because it's becoming more accepting now. Yeah, I would agree. I think people are almost scared of their intuition or they try to drown it out with stuff like do they have to be around people because they can't be with themselves or like they have their own voice going and they don't want to hear it and so how do you lean into that and uh really amplify your intuition and um hear and feel that side of yourself better yeah so one of the hardest things is having to let my own ego go because our ego is like, I want to be able to give them the best and I want to be able to connect and I want it to be amazing. And I am such a people pleaser. I love to make people feel good. And so the first thing I have to do is let my ego go and uh, kind of surrender and say that I'm here to work for spirit. And uh, to get into that energy, um, I have to really deeply meditate, let go of everything that's happened for my day, realign my chakra system. I call upon my angels. I do my own little prayers and um, I'll sage the house. I'll relax it. I have to kind of, it takes me a couple hours to get ready for an event. So um, it does take some practice. You know, people, this might also, I love analogies. So I tell people, if you go to the gym one time, you're not going to walk out with the ass and abs and the arms that you've been waiting for. You have to consistently work at it to get the results. So the meditating is so important um, and finding a meditation and not just the kind where you can just like lay there and close your eyes because that's not for everybody. Uh, something that's going to keep you feeling grounded and connected. And I've done a lot of learning and experiencing and learning other under learning under other mediums as well. So it definitely takes me a little time to get there. And there's other times like right before an event, I'm like, I'm not feeling anything. Oh my God. I'm like, no, I don't even feel like one little ounce of buzz right now. Like, are they even going to come through? Uh, that's a question people ask me a lot. Like, has nobody ever come through before? And it's like, as a human, we go through our own experiences where I've had troubles happen right before an event and I'm like totally discombobulated and I have to just like simmer myself down and surrender myself to spirit and be like, okay, I'm here. I'm the messenger for you. Whatever you need to say, like speak through me and uh, show me everything clearly so that I can uh, help you. So yeah, it definitely um, can take me some time to get there and also can make me feel like make me feel nervous like as a human like oh my god are they gonna come through but they always do wow that's so interesting um what what does your meditation practice look like yeah so my meditation practice looks like first i have to go take a shower like that's just always it i have to cleanse my physical body make sure my hair's done my makeup's done so i don't have to think about it you know if especially before um doing a reading or an event. Once everything's done here, then I can just kind of relax, know that my space is set up. Once I do that, I do lay in bed and I get comfortable and I throw my blanket on me and I put on some music, light some sage. And sometimes I'll work with crystals where I'll have them with me. But my meditation looks like beginning to ground myself into mother earth and imagining that I am like this strong tree. And then I start to work through the chakra system. And so the chakra system is seven different energy points along the body. And each chakra pertains to different energies. So for instance, we have our um, root chakra, which is at the base of our spine, and it is a red color. So I imagine breathing up that red color and getting it in working in a clockwise rotation so they know that it's moving and the energy is flowing. So I do this with every single um, chakra on my body. And then after that, I call upon, you know, I thank God and the universe for my gift call upon Archangel Michael to protect me, call upon my angels, my loved ones that have passed over on the other side to also protect me and be there for me. And um, from there, it takes me about like a good 15 minutes to feel like settled in. And I do it 15 minutes before a reading so that I'm ready to go on that spot. So um, 
I don't do any meditating like the day before or anything like that because I feel like it's almost opening the door for me to the other mm-hmm. side. I don't want that yet. I want to sleep. So yeah, it's a, it's a, a practice that I've been doing for the last 11 years now. And is that something that somebody taught you or you just found online? How did you start uh, with that practice? Yeah, so I never knew about the chakra system until my aunt Maureen taught me about it. And I ended up joining in on one of her classes, learning about the chakra systems and the meditation that she did was so powerful. So I always kept that with me. I'm also right now learning about... um, tantric buddhism uh yoga which is kind of reversing and going back into history of how the modern chakra system right now has been you know modernized so i'm learning about really where the chakra system originated from and that these colors that i was talking about doesn't pertain to the history that goes way back so it's really interesting because this is something that i've always based my my meditations on and now i'm learning uh where the um original chakra system began and learning that way so it's been really conflicting and but also amazing so yeah right. I chakra system from my aunt Maureen and then I just kind of did my own practices of praying you know I'm not religious of any sort but I do my own praying just to kind of feel protected and feel good and and whatnot so yeah so it's like you adapted the practice to to your own needs so yes whatever works you know (laughs) absolutely and I have to be really good about like the night before a reading. I can't drink alcohol um, because it can really cloud my energy the next day. So you, I'm sure a lot of people have felt this feeling of a hangover. It's not fun. And there's no way that I could talk to the dead if I'm hungover. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do anything when I'm hungover. Exactly. Just want to sleep and eat like greasy foods. <laughs> right. And you mentioned it uh, for a second where you said you're not really that religious, but you kind of have some religious practices or prayers. Um, would you say anything that you do is religious, um, or relates to religion? Uh, like if you see people, do you see them in like heaven or hell or where are they at? Um, yeah, good can you question. talk about that? Yeah. So for me, my mom is Jewish. My dad's side's Catholic. They never brought us up with either religion. They taught us things like my mom taught us about Judaism and we celebrated Hanukkah and the high holidays. And um, my dad just um, never followed through with Catholicism, but my grandmother, super Catholic. So, um, you know, obviously also spent the high holidays together, but I don't know anything. I truly don't know anything. Like there's stories that my boyfriend will tell me about the Bible. He's like, you know about this and that? I'm like, no. Uh, So... I never grew up with a religion per se, but um, when I connect in with the other side, I do, you know, I do believe in God. You know, I do believe that something, that some type of creator created this amazing universe that is just like so mind blowing. Um, So I will kind of relate to that and my own prayers too. I also believe in the archangels. So I call upon Archangel Michael. And my grandmother would always say, um, St. Raphael, go with you whenever we left her home. And it just felt so protecting and special to me and filled with love. And so I do really believe in the, um, the archangels for sure. So, um, but I don't pull in anything particular with like, you know, a particular prayer or um, any type of religious um, sayings or meanings. I just, I don't really go there. I will, um, will call upon uh Kuan Yin who is an amazing um angel as well but it's it's um pretty um what do I want to use for this word not religious <laughs> it's just more spiritual to me for sure right and and what about your interactions with the other side what have you seen um with those interactions has anyone ever said like Oh, it's really hot down here. Um. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I totally forgot you asked that question. Like in my head, I was like, what else did he ask me? But um, yes, 
for me, I personally, and I, I respect anybody's religions. Um, my personal opinion is I don't believe in hell. I believe that there are many different levels of heaven. So if you were a shitty person here and you did some nasty stuff, you're going to be in the lowest level here. And it's not like you're going to be, I don't believe in torture. You know, I believe that this is a time to, uh, for God and for the angels to help evolve this spirit, evolve this person, this soul into a better human being so that they can try again and come back to this earthly life. I believe in reincarnation. I believe in coming back to this life. Um, you know, this, this earth journey that we're on, I believe there is hell on earth. I mean, ex especially what we're experiencing right now with this movement, there are people who are being killed. There are people who are, um, you know, being screamed at or treated wrongly because of the color of their skin. There's people who have financial issues. People are going through illness at such a young age and dying. It's like, you know, those are the hellish parts that we experience here. And it evolves us as people. So I don't believe in a particular hell where people are being tortured and um, you're in this horrific place. I believe that this is our chance to learn and be better humans and be better souls here. So um, when I see somebody here walking along this earthly life, I can tell if they're like a newer spirit where they, a newer soul, where they just kind of are super naive, you know, so like, just don't think about other people and they're just about themselves. And then I see other people. I'm like, you're an old soul. I can just feel it where you're just like, like you, you are very much, I can tell an old soul. You're sensitive. You think of others. You're just like to yourself and you're humble um, where you feel like you've been on this earthly life before. You don't sweat the small stuff kind of thing. So that's um, where I can is see energetically if somebody's kind of more new here or if they're an old soul. Wow. That's so interesting. So what, is there certain things that you look at? Or is it just like a general uh, vibe or energy? Vibe. Yeah. So like, have you ever gone to like, you know, a, a party, you don't really know people, but you gravitate towards some people. You're like, oh, all right, they're cool. Like they, I feel like they connect with me or I can connect with them or I can feel like myself around them or you yeah meet somebody you're like have we known each other forever because it feels that way so it is that vibe it's that intuition feeling and everybody has that um same exact feeling you can just tell when somebody's just got some weird vibes and you got some really great vibes <laughs> yeah that's true so yeah. how how long have you been doing your podcast my podcast so i launched it in july of 2018 and um it was crazy because I moved out to Los Angeles in uh, the end of 2017. And then uh, maybe like two or three months later, I met up with one of my friends, Jackie, who lives out here. And I actually went on to the Ricky Lake show when I was 23. Um, oh, wow. with my family. Yep. My aunt Maureen, my cousin Stasha, my auntie Rosie. And we uh, had the opportunity of being on an episode with Ricky Lake. And so uh, during that, Jackie was actually working on set of Ricky Lake and we just always stayed in touch. She was awesome. She was also from Boston. We just kind of totally connected. Was it a show about mediums? Yeah, it was. It was about mediums and a family that has a bunch of gifts. And so we were that family. And, um, but I'm originally from Boston, Massachusetts and my, um, this girl, this woman, Jackie was also from Boston. So we just really connected. So when I moved out here, she's like, let's meet up for lunch and like, let's catch up. So we caught up and she said, yeah, I'm actually, I'm going to be doing an online podcasting course. And I was like, that's wild that you say that because I was just saying, I would love to start a podcast, but I am so not tech savvy at all that like if I look at something, I kind of like, okay, give up and I'm not going to do it. So I took her on um, podcast course and it was incredible and it helped me understand things better, um, you know, getting ready for the show and also technologically, tech, techno, I don't even know if that's the word I'm trying to use. Technology right. wise, she helped me. And so yeah, July, 2018, um, I started it and I'm still doing it to this day. I just finished season three and I do 20 episodes per season. So it's been pretty awesome. And uh, I've, I think I'm almost at 80,000 downloads that I've had since the start. So it's pretty awesome. Right. And you have five stars on Apple Podcasts. So that's yes. great. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you so much. I know it's been uh, really humbling to know that people really enjoy it and have giving me five stars. So that that's awesome. Yeah. So what is your, do you have a, a theme for your show? Does it follow a certain guideline? Is it uh, you talking or interviews? Um, 
a bunch. Is it all about mediums? Yeah. Give us the lowdown on on what it's all about. So yeah. a bunch of different stuff. So I'm such a I'm such an open book and I'm a very curious person. So I always love learning about different people. So all of my podcasts, I bring people from all walks of life that have experienced all different types of grief. So a car accident is very different from suicide, whereas cancer is very different from like an overdose. Um, so I have had many people come on and talk so that they can relate to people all around the world. I've also brought on people who have experienced um, explain what numerology is about and feng shui. And I recently just recorded an episode with um, this amazing human, Master Ming Tong, about um, Qigong and how you can move energy out of your body. I am uh, getting in touch with somebody who did uh, like forensic science where they can, uh, they did autopsies. Like, I love that stuff. Like, how the frig do you do an autopsy on someone who's dead? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how do you? figure out what happened to them if like you know they just found they're found dead how do you figure out that it's a stroke or how did you figure out it was a heart attack um that kind of stuff so it is a whole range of different things and um yeah i really enjoy it and also i do like i have two meditations that i put on there so it's just a wide range of anything spiritual anything that connects to the afterlife and so on so and i also see you have uh online healing messages Yes, or, I do. Um, I, what, is, what are those? Yeah, so I, uh, what was it? Maybe, like, so I moved out to Los Angeles, and my kind of database of people, my supporters are all out in Boston. So when I was in California, I'm like, well, I can't go back to Boston every month. Like, that's just going to be insane. So I started um, Zoom. Uh, online events and they're limited to 25 people and I'm still able to um, bring through your loved ones my way of connecting to the other side is mostly seeing my clairvoyance so I can see you right now and that's how I'm able to like start to bring in through people and connect that way so I actually just set one up for this upcoming Sunday and I do a couple of the a couple times a month where I do the Zoom events. So people from all around the world have joined in and all over the country and it's pretty fun. So it would be like um you're reaching the medium through someone I know and then other people are watching it happen. Yeah, yeah. So there's like twenty five strangers. They're all hanging out. They all see each other. Um and they you know I don't get to every individual, but I get to as many people as possible. So it's an experience and witness type event. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah so uh, if I were to read 25 people a night, I'd be dead. So <laughs> yeah. I will end up saying like, there's a Sue in the room and I call on Sue and I bring through her mom or dad, maybe her brother and whoever else comes forward. All those people are watching me read her. Um, and then I move on to the next person and uh, it's pretty cool, you know, watching people. And there's, there's such lovely people that are in there that you see them crying for the other person who they don't even know who it is. And they just are like, you know, empathetic and it's really cool. Um, you know, to see people come together from again, all walks of life. Um, and that they definitely are all there for the same reasons. Um, and it doesn't matter what your skin color is. It doesn't matter the sex, the race, it doesn't matter. Um, everyone's there for grief relief. Yeah, that's great that you've been able to adapt and your gift is still able to reach people even through the, the internet when a lot of the face-to-face -face, uh, meetings and businesses have really taken a hit through the I coronavirus. I know, I've been very lucky. I'm like, oh my God, well, thank God I was doing this in advance so that I'm already kind of like, it was almost like a setup, you know, like for a whole year I was doing, you know, Zoom calls and then all of this happened and it was just so perfect. Now people can still receive their messages without leaving their homes. Yeah, I mean, so is this something that, um, that, you're you can live off of are you getting um or do you have another job or i guess what is it financially stable <laughs> yeah no great question yeah this is my only job um i was a hairstylist for a very short time but i wasn't very good at it um and when i was 19 i started doing like I'd say 18, I started doing private readings. It was one to two people. Then it moved on to doing house parties where I was driving to people's homes all over Massachusetts. 
um, of like eight to 10 people. And then I moved on to doing shows of 50 to 150 people um, and fundraisers and so on. Then I stopped doing fundraisers um, once I moved out to California. And so I do go back to Boston normally, like every six, seven weeks. Um, and I will go and do like three or four events in about a week. 10 days time. But yeah, it is uh, financially stable for me. And um, it's taken a lot of hard work, though, you know, where I've had to I hate to use the word prove myself because that's ego, but gain people's trust, I'd say. Um, and um, good word has spread throughout the last 10, 11 years. And um, it's just this has been my job. Yeah, that's great. And I can I can see your energy and passion. So I think it's, you know, just attracting the people to you is Thank you. what you're doing. So you're getting your message out there and um, I'm definitely interested in, in the online healing session messages. It sounds very entertaining. So do you ever publish those on like YouTube for other people to watch or do mainly people want to keep that private? So I'm really good at, um, you know, there's been times where I've done audio recording so I can have it on my podcast. Uh, so people can experience like hearing the readings and whatnot, but I try my best to not do video recordings. I think it freaks people out. And especially if they're one skeptic or two, they're doing it privately and like their family doesn't know because maybe mm -hmm. their family's religious, so they don't believe in this stuff. Um, or their husband or wife doesn't know, like they just want to be able to, um, experience it. So I try my best to keep it um, pretty um, private for them so that they don't feel turned off by joining me because uh, I want that's more of like you know my goal is to just let them be able to join in without feeling any judgment right it's very personal yeah it is and there is you know spirit on the other side they're very good about if I'm in a big group reading they won't bring up something that's like you know super maybe private to them where it might be like you know sexual assault or um things that have been happening in their life and so I I can tell like I'll, I'll kind of give them a wink like I know what you're going through and I won't say it but I can hear it from your loved ones and it kind of gives mm -hmm. them a wink. So I wouldn't want their, their stuff out on the internet, you know, um, especially if they have gone through some heavy stuff. Is there one experience um, that stands out that's like interesting or funny that you could share? Oh boy. Okay. Um, let me think back to my database <laughs> of a bunch of people. One thing that sticks out to me always is bringing through a young woman named Jennifer who was on one of the flights that was in 9-11. Um, that was intense and like, whoa. And I, I will never, ever, ever forget that. Um, that's for sure. I've had some really funny people come through from the other side where I remember I was reading um, this woman and her sister and the dad came through and was like, what the fuck? Like, why did you buy a coffin and then burn me in it? Like cremate me. Like you burned me in the coffin. It cost you like $10,000 where he was just like obviously busting their balls but they're like we know i know we're, we're, we just weren't thinking um that's come forward i've also had some just really amazing um you know readings where i've also been able to give people information on somebody who's been missing um what happened to them that kind Ooh. of stuff yeah that's been pretty cool and uh yeah i'm trying to think of like a one that sticks out to me. There's just so many that I kind of, kind of leave it out of my mind because it's, there's just so many things. I'm also, my brain does not hold a lot of memory space. So uh, I'm trying to think of something really significant for you that I can talk about. Um, I'm trying to think of a recent reading. Oh my God, let me think here. Um, I wish I had one on the top of my head, but I don't want to. Yeah keep you waiting but no no worries how many do you think you've done how many people oh do you think you've connected with on the other side thousands thousands um i can't even imagine how many i don't know how many people individually i've read definitely in the thousands um i've brought through thousands of spirits on the other side for sure um because there's been readings where just in one person there's three or four people that have passed that have just snuck in and said hi so kind of crazy um i wish i had a number number but i've definitely done quite a few events i'd probably say in the last 
10 years, I've done like 700 events. Wow. Yeah, I know. I think back to it now and I'm like, want to just like croak. <laughs> it's so <laughs> draining. It's amazing. But man, is it taxing on the body. Right. Because I mean, for when you're channeling the girl from the 9-11 crash, um, if we want to dig into that a little more, just because it's very extreme example, um, are you feeling like her her energy, her emotions, is that going through you and then you got to kind of keep it together? Or Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like when, so before any reading, and that's when I call upon Archangel Michael to protect me from any emotions and feelings that don't serve me. But I think because it was so kind of more personal, it like struck me. Um, and so with her, when I was bringing her through, it was to her mother and, it, you know, the... Jennifer was telling me that she was with her boyfriend. They were heading to California, uh, heading to California to go to Hawaii. Um, and I don't remember if they were newly engaged or if he was going to propose that. I can't remember. I don't know if there's, that's mixing me up. I'm mixing that up with another story. Um, but also that she kind of was like remaining as calm as possible, but didn't feel the impact, you know, like didn't experience it. It's almost like right before that experience begins, it's like they're swooped up into heaven. So that they don't feel that or experience yes, it. Yes, it's and so sad. Things. It is. It's very sad. And I've also had, you know, those who have been in car accidents um, or like suicides where it's gunshot. You know, it's like that was so fast. I didn't experience it. And they don't want, you know, spirit on the other side. Your loved ones don't want you to replay that in your mind that as if they experienced it. Because they're like, we didn't experience it. We don't want you to feel that. Um, and there's been also... Um, after the Boston Marathon bombings, um, I had little Martin Richard come forward during a fundraiser event. And I, that was the first and only time I've ever cried my eyes out during a reading. Because it was so oh, new. Yeah, it was so new. And, you know, I'm from Boston. And it was just so devastating. Um, but he started to explain his room and what it looked like. And, you know, that he had shelves and shelves of trains and this and that, and the person was able to confirm all that. And so pretty wild. Um, but those have been some ones that definitely stick out to me for sure. Yeah. And when you're talking to these people, do they come through as like the age they passed or is it like a, their favorite age? Yeah, that's a great question. So I've had... So if, for instance, if somebody's lost a child at like three years old, the spirit on the other side, like they'll show me like little boy or little girl, because that's how the person here remembers them. Um, and then there's times where I do see like an older gentleman, like, do you understand somebody who's like 30 years old coming forward? And they're like, no. So I ask them to be a little bit more um, uh, clear and give me more validation. And they'll say like, drowning and I was young and this and that. So I'm like, oh, they might be 30 years old now, uh, but they're showing me that they were young when they drowned and they're like, yes. Um, well, but okay. most of the time they'll show me what their age is, but this is just the physical body and we keep a number for this physical body for how long we've been here. Uh, but the other side, they do grow with you. So you know, my cousin Sean died when he was 19 years old and yesterday was his birthday and he would have been 36 um, in the physical form. But we continue to say like, he's 36, you know, he has grown as a, as a spirit. He has evolved with us. You know, they don't stay behind after mm -hmm. they die. They move forward with us. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. and, and the people, do you need a loved one there to channel the person? Could you channel a person without the loved one? Um, it's when I'm like at home and I'm just chilling, like I'm just chilling, like there's no dead people around me. But uh, yes, I need the person in front of me. Um, I don't do like I can't do phone readings because I again, I physically like I need to see the person. And that's when I start to see um energy of male female and things that have happened. And that's when I start to connect. So, yeah, I do need them in front of me. Yeah, I just think it's so interesting. I have so many questions because it's a foreign world to me. I've never been been to a medium or or done that. I know Erica is has done that and she she talked to her grandma on the other side who passed. 
That's so nice. She told her to look out for feathers because feathers mean that she was watching over her. That's and great. So she's always, um, she's always saw that as a sign of like, you know, love and warmth and yeah. And so you ever um, knowing that that her grandmother's still there with her and it gives her like a validation that she's okay too. It's funny, like when I'm, you know, I'm really good about keeping it off when I need it off, but sometimes when I talk about mediumship and it's totally fine, I'll start to like almost it's almost like they're like, Oh, Candace is on, let's go, let's go. And I'm like, No, 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 we're just talking about it. But um, you know, when you came on here, it was like an immediate um, male that was right next to you too. So it was really strong, like a grandfather that was trying to connect in that's been gone for some time, but I feel like you had a close connection with him. Um, and that there might've been another grandfather, but not as close as this one that might be sneaking in. So definitely you have a grandmother that's passed as well, correct? Yeah. My grandfather and grandmother, they were married. They're here. You know, they're definitely here. And I feel like you are just so special to them. So, um, you know, like I said, my, I don't always love to just dive into a reading because I like to be all um, suited up for it so I can give you my best. But I just have to like kind of say that too, that your grandmother and your grandfather are here. Your grandfather is like right behind you. And I feel like he's making sure that you're um, allowing yourself to be as you are, you know? Um, and wow. so your dad are both still living, correct? Mm -hmm. And now is this your mom's side of the family? The grandparents? It's my dad's side. Yeah. Sometimes I always get screwed up. I don't know who's who and who belongs to who, but I feel that there is that special relationship that you do have with, you know, your grandparents there. So yeah, um, is there one that had um, any issues? Uh, um, I almost feel like I'm having like a hard time walking, but I also feel like I'm having um, lung issues. Um, mm -hmm. as well. That too. Yeah. She was a big smoker and uh, she actually had influenza and that was a big, big part of, um, her passing, her passing, uh-huh, wow. so grandmother's kind of giving me this validation, like, you know, because I feel like your grandfather's here, but as soon as your grandmother came in, it's almost like she booted your grandfather out, because she wants to be, like, the, she's the one that wears the pants, basically, and so I feel like she'd be the speaker for the both of them, but she's just validating who's talking here, so she showed me her way of passing, she was a big smoker, had influenza, and that's how she you know ended up passing over so this will be awesome um, maybe your dad doesn't believe in this stuff and that's totally okay maybe it's hard to have those conversations with your dad but that's where you can like kind of let them know like the red cardinal or seeing like a butterfly is a signal from your grandmother of like hey i'm right here so do you have another brother you have a brother as well or one other sibling i have two brothers two brothers well one of them they're pointing to i don't who's in the middle uh jacob okay he's, he's so, my middle brother Yep. So we're just sending a little extra love to him so that when they mention a living name, it doesn't mean anything bad. It just mm -hmm. means that they are shouting out to them saying hello, because of course they want to say hi. Or if Jacob's going through a little stuff right now that they're giving him a little direction, um, mm -hmm. and, uh, that they would reach out to that. So for 100%. And I feel like, you know, that's a good grandmother just saying like, just tell him, just tell him. So um, yeah. an anniversary or birthday that just passed in April as well. That you can think of. I know you're kind of like I just threw this on. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking to my dead grandparents on the air. <laughs> they came in noise violation, so they just get to have a free pass because you're their grandson. So um, just keep that in mind for a moment. But also, um, one other thing, I I I don't feel that you've experienced a lot of passings in your life, which is amazing. Yeah, um, those are pretty great. much those two. Yeah, I think it's very fortunate. So I feel like you need to know that your grandmother is still running the show on the other side while your grandfather just kind of like sits there and rolls his eyes like, oh my God, you know, he's very uh, much a gentleman though too. And um, did he drink himself? Did Was he a drinker? Um, Not that I know of really, yeah. but he had a heart attack. Um, uh, very so. young. Very young, it feels like. Yeah, so. he was, I was a lot younger when he passed. Mm -hmm. um, and so I had a better relationship with my grandma, but. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's why she's just butting right in, you know, because you really do have this connection to her. And uh, she's, um, you know, very intelligent and very like, you know, she's very like kind of cut and dry. Like this is how it's going to go. Oh, yeah. I don't like that. Um, now she's not from the South. Is she more from the North? 
New York. Okay, because mm -hmm. she's showing me north. I don't, I'm not from the south. Go up, go up. So um, that makes sense. I feel like she's totally a New Yorker, and uh, <laughs> she's, she's got some 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 uh, character and personality to her that I really like. So she's an old bullshit lady, and I feel like she can be tough on people. So I think she is giving a lot of love to your mom too. Um, maybe she was a pain in the ass at some point, you know, your grandmother to her and they got to learn to love each other. Um, but it feels good. So I just wanted you to know that they are very much here and your grandmother, I feel like she doesn't know what no means. <laughs> yeah. She likes to just butt on in. She's really cute. You know, she's adorable and she's very well put together and I feel like she's dressed up for me um, and just needs you to know that she's not how she looked for her passing and that she feels good, you know, and um, maybe you can give some love to your, you know, your dad for this. And again, he might not believe in any of this and that's totally fine, but just wanted to say hi from your grandparents really quickly. Yeah, that's a, that's amazing, and I really appreciate you uh, you being there and sharing this moment. Sure, yeah, it's fun when somebody's never experienced it before. You just kind of want to give a little something, like you know, I can't ever imagine, like you know, me personally. I've had a lot of really tragic loss in my life, and I'm thankful for what I have, the tools I have, so that I can get myself through. That that's what I want to spread to other people. You know, that they really are okay on the other side that they're safe and everything's good and um but yeah you're are you originally from you're not from new york originally are you no i'm from austin texas you are so from austin they moved down here and then i was born here wow so awesome so cool so yeah she's just like feel like showing me she's back up in new york doing her thing and whatnot so and there was also an n n name like nancy or an n name for, for female, um, that they might be making a shout out to the living or they're mentioning who's on the other side with them. But do you know who the N name might be? Um, mm. You know, I'm putting you on the spot. So just keep it in mind. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll have to think about it. I'm not, I'm not sure right now. Yep. No problem. So just see, you never know. Uh, and I, like I said, I'm not in my full state right now, so I'm not able to give like full on detail. Yeah. I'm just she just butted right yeah. through. Yeah, she's just like, get out of my way. I'm coming in. This is my opportunity, you know. It's so. about time you talk to a medium. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I'm pulling off the cobwebs off of me, you know. I think she's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So hello from your grandparents. That's awesome, Candace. And I just want to thank you and acknowledge you for everything that you're doing and giving people relief and you know a smile to their face you know just that moment i had with my grandma is like all the memories came rushing back and it it feels great to know that they're still there and there's people like you that can connect with that energy and to share that with people when they really need it and need an outlet i just want to thank you for what you're doing and um, acknowledge you for that thank you so much that is so kind and I appreciate you having me on here I love what you're doing too and just bringing on again all walks of life and what they do and I love your curiosity and I love your openness even though you've never experienced a medium yourself you're like yeah let's do this so I appreciate it so much and you're just a lovely person and really easy to chat with and you know, I think that a lot of people need to know about noise violation. So I'll make sure to share um, on my social media when it comes out. Fantastic. And can you share uh, where's the best place to find you at? Yeah. So my Instagram is Healing Grace, the podcast. And my Facebook page is facebook.com slash medium Candace Dalton. And Candace is C-A-N-D-A-C-E. And my website is candacedalton.com. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been awesome.